It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up. You have no clue what was just said to start off Can Crushers. I am Mark the Mark, the host. Here is my co-host, Sir Michael Jenks, making his return. Uh, apparently, if I hit the button fast enough, he's a drug addict. Sir, how are you? I'm back and eating cough drops while we're doing this. I'm perfectly fine. How are you? I am good. I thought you were actually singing the... Uh, Eric Bischoff song this week. I'm back. I'm back. And I'm better than ever. Got a knack for making things better. Face facts. Your opinion don't matter. I think I'm a maniac. Holy shit. You knew more than I did. I love that. I I used to jam to that song. That and The Undertaker's Well, you, you also... When we worked for the Parts Unknown Seawolves, did the Shane O'Mac shuffle, and we made you do it every day. You did, and it was fantastic. I tried to do it recently, and I felt like I had no rhythm whatsoever, and I felt like I was going to fall over while doing it. So really? I have to get back and practice it. it. You know, I just haven't been able to show off my Shane O'Mac dancing talents for anybody since you, Mark. That's just the way it is. Nobody asked for it. And that's that's lunacy. Because it I, is. I, I am being dead serious. You did it great. You were I, awesome. I you were as good dancing to that as Rob Waite was dancing to uh, everybody shuffling that song. <laughs> that's a hell of a that's a hell of a statement, Mark. You're, I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you remember What's Rob Waite? I do remember, I remember Rob, I can't remember how often we talked, but I do remember him. He was a good guy. He really yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how am I? Uh, yeah. Clearly it's going to be a train wreck show because we have no fucking rundown coming and we're, sw- I'm swearing it two minutes in. So is it, is it, is it just me? Is that why we have no rundown anymore? <laughs> No, it, I mean, it, I just feel like it's when I'm on, we don't have a rundown. I didn't. If you listened last week, I really didn't have a plan. I just talked about, and here goes my voice all of a what? sudden. <laughs> <sighs> you had a plan last week. You got on that soapbox and you jumped off of it. I did. And you were doing it. I just yeah. had five topics that pissed me off that I talked about. <laughs> and then I revealed the, the crushies. By the way, Guys, the if you're listening and you didn't write down the crushies that we went with, and Jenks are gonna and we're gonna talk about them a little bit today, but next week's show, um, spoiler is going to be recorded before Christmas, so we'll wish you happy Christmas today. Happy Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas. Because, Happy yeah, because Wednesday show, the spotlight is already recorded as well. So, yeah, everything's going to be in the hopper. So this is our last live show of the, of the year, essentially, Jenks. Uh, the tears are flowing right now, Mark. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I went on my soapbox right there that I forgot what the hell I was going to say. 
Uh, crushies, and then oh. we were talking about your soapbox that you jumped off of. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the crushies, and we want you. We're putting all uh, an APB out. Get your freaking crushy awards. <sighs> your phone calls in because we want we definitely want you to be heard on air this year. Eight one four two nine nine six six eight seven. Eight one four two nine nine six six eight seven. We want to hear you on air with the crushy awards. If you did not write them down, they'll be on our Facebook page that you'll be able to call in and take your time, leave the voicemail so we can play them. And when I say take your time, do not make it a whole Can Crusher show about you, though. I'm saying like three minutes. Aww. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Aww. Keep it short and concise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to run through them in 30 seconds, but, you know, three minutes is good, and then we'll rip them apart. Why we don't like them or why we enjoy them, right? Yeah. And then at the end of next week's show, which is going to be pre recorded, um, we will give ours. But we want them in by. Jenks, what do you want to say? By Tuesday at 9 p.m. If you're not in by I, Tuesday at yeah. 9 p.m., you're out the door. See you later. We, we're not even talking to you. I agree. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So don't be calling them at Wednesday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon uh, just to be getting out of work. And we're not recording right then and there, but still, I'm not going to go looking for them at Wednesday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So we've just ruined when we're recording, essentially, Jenks. So we're recording Wednesday. Hey, that's fine. You know, we got to pull the curtain back a little bit. We do. All we're right. Good. So the, the nominations will be on the Facebook page. So welcome back again, Jenks. What the hell did well, you do last you. week? So, for work, we had a upgrade to one of the tools we use, and I had to do performance testing on it, essentially. So, last Sunday morning was spent testing it out, making sure things ran properly, all that software software development type stuff. So, that's what nerd. I was doing last week. And such a nerd, I know. But, yeah, so that was that. Uh, and couldn't record the night before because I was going out on a date and, you know, had to look sharp for that. So that was, uh, ZZ that was top it. sharp dressed man. Yeah. You know, nice. put on my best quarters. It It was pretty nice. Good for you. Yeah. So. Where'd you go? So I don't need to know. Did... I just want to know what you did. I, I don't. Yeah. Like... We just did dinner, uh, dinner and a quick walk around. We were, in her hometown, so that's what we did. Good for you. In the walk around. Yeah. Woo, woo. Yep. Good woo, for woo. you. Woo, woo. Um, yeah. Y- you know that I was uh, in- inebriated last weekend. If you listen to this <laughs> you? show again, no, not I, you. No, I've definitely taken off this week. Uh, I, I needed a-, a week off, and yeah, we'll go. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I I have been this past week it has been five basketball games in seven days essentially. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh with today being day seven, being off finally. Because I'm back on the horse again tomorrow for like the kids are off school starting Tuesday, but we're still having basketball games up until Thursday. Boom. Just just get yeah, them okay. in. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's unbelievable, which I'm happy because, you know what, Jenks, it gives me something to do. Not that I don't have enough to do with the podcast, but uh, I'm back in my realm again. Right. It's so. You're doing something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the kids are off Tuesday now. Yeah. Up here in up here in parts unknown, they don't get off till Thursday. They get out an hour early Tuesday. Oh, an hour early, and then they're just off of winter for basically Christmas break. Yeah, until okay. I don't know, like January ninety fifth. It feels like. <laughs> yeah, up here it's they don't get out until Thursday. Thursday they're officially off, so they go full every day this week. They until, should. Yeah, I, I mean it makes sense. Right. Uh, I can't talk because I'm done after Tuesday. I'm off. So, but I agree. Must be Go nice. Until you, uh, you know, it is. It's nice. I've been waiting all year to take a week off, so I did it. Took a week and a half off. I, I still have of, 10 days vacation left. Do you? <laughs> I'm clearly not going to use all of them. I'm not. <laughs> what am I going to do? Take the next two weeks off. Yeah. They'd be <laughs> pissed at me because we have two people off on injuries. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You can't really do that. can't leave them hanging. I could, but yeah. You know, if it makes you feel better, Mark, this week I'm actually prepping for hosting family Christmas. So I have to actually get this house in order, prepping some food and all that, and getting everything working for Friday night. Good for you. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy it. We tried to do it last year. COVID prevented us from doing a live one, so we're ramping up for Friday night, and it's all going to be here, and it's all on me. So, how's the we'll table? Have... Table's not coming along as well as I want it to. Um, I don't know if we'll probably be able to use it for Christmas, so I have to kind of pivot and use one of my outdoor tables, which is fine. I did that last year, but I didn't get it. I didn't get it stained yet, so it's kind of disappointing to me that I didn't get that far on the table. Um, but so we're gonna, life happens. We're going to shoot for the President's Day family dinner that you're going to use that for then. Uh, once I finally get it done, yes, it's <laughs> going to be a family dinner afterwards. Nice. I'm hoping everything is calming down in the month of January so I can actually go back out and do this. It might be butt-ass cold and parts unknown, but I'm going to fucking do this in my garage. Good for uh, you. Do you have a space I, heater I in there or something? No, I thought about buying one then my mom reminded me she has a one of those wall mounting ones in her basement um that i think i can convert to propane so i might look into that you can get a propane yeah you can it's just a little thing at the bottom of it that you can pull out yes you can i was gonna say there's i think there's a converter you just buy the kit right yeah if i'm right yeah yep. so i'm hoping to do that mount it to the wall and then i don't have to worry about being cold there you so. go and leave yeah. it and leave it on the dark. Uh, have it dry in it then too. Look at you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't have to drag it back in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when Bailey's bad, that's her punishment room. Go out there, get in the garage. No I'm kidding. Oh, she'd probably love it out there. Right. <laughs> it, it, it. Did you? Let's talk about the crushies. Um, yeah. Then we'll talk about wrestling, and we'll talk about some of the nonsense ones because we didn't get to talk about that. Uh, so I brought up Bailey and my two thank for the love of God. <laughs> They're sleeping right now because I am home alone. Everybody else is working. Um, who do you think is the loudest? Uh, not that it's a real topic, but, or a real award, but <laughs> did you like that one? Who has the loudest? I, I love that one, <laughs> but I think mine has 
been more loud on the podcast. I think it, she has been barking more on our podcast than your two dogs have. Yeah, mine are just tipping around. Uh, Bailey, when she gets pissed off or she agrees with something, she legitimately she lets us know. She loses her mind. Or if she's trying to get treats from her neighbor and lets me know that she's out, he's outside, so she barks at me so she can get let out. Yeah. That's legitimately the only time she barks. Right now, she's gnawing loudly on a bone, so I'm surprised you're not hearing that. But... I think I'm I think trying it's Bailey. To listen now. Yeah, oh, it's definitely Bailey. I'm, I'm no disrespect. Bailey. Yeah, Bailey gets yeah. bored. Yeah, um, she's the sweetest dog, but she will. She has the loudest freaking bark in the world. Yep. And I don't know her, but I, I've heard her enough. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Uh, any any of the and we're really going to save the real crushy awards until segment three. By the way, folks, this is just a spoiler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the what other funny ones did you pop for? Uh, I popped for the mispronunciation. Um, you know, Freudian slips happen, people. And Brian Danielson is so close to Daniel Bryan, it's not even funny anymore. Uh, but no, I popped for that one. I agree. Uh, I needed to work on that. I know you've had some, but <laughs> that one, <laughs> that one has been, that was hilarious. And then the video game one, which is, <laughs> that one made me laugh because I'm like, we're not even talking about current video games at some capacity. I think you had, I think you're hunting one you can get updates for, but. Right, otherwise it's NCAA 14. <laughs> or I'm playing basketball on, N- on NBA 2K16. Um, but yeah, so. Oh, see, I thought that you actually might have bought the new one. So. <laughs> oh, I, so here's my thing with sports games. I will play. Usually with NBA, the show, and I don't get hockey that often. I'll buy them and then play them for a few years because there's some updates, but there's not really a lot of updates. The roster updates, obviously, but I just like playing with those ones. Yeah. Uh, Madden, I'll buy more often, but that's another. That's usually a couple years separation as well. So I usually keep them for two to three years, play them out, and then get the new one to get updated logos, uniforms, whatnot. I was, let's talk about MLB The Show real quick to piss people off because I bought MLB The Show this year in hopes that I was going to have a PlayStation 5 by now because I was all in on the creative uh, new stadium and all of that that you can do. Yeah. And, And of course, in Redneckville, they don't even know that a PlayStation 5 exists, and I'm not paying $1,200 for one from, you know, some scammer guy on Amazon or anything like yeah. that. Not happening. I, I can't yeah. get online to get the links fast enough because they happen when people are at work, you know, instead mm-hmm. of normal times when human beings that have money will spend it at, like, 5 o'clock at night or something. No, they happen at <laughs> noon 30. Um, noon, yeah. I'm working. So I, I don't know until I physically get uh, a PlayStation Five, I will not buy MLB the Show now because yeah, I, and I'm playing you play it. yeah, and I'm playing Madden Twenty. Oh, is that's it? what I'm playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing Madden yeah. Twenty. Hockey is nineteen. Okay. God, I I have an NBA that hasn't even been on for probably two years, and I did the relocation as well. Um, yeah, we're the Pit Panthers, of course. Oh, okay, all right. But I haven't played that in probably eight months. 
If it's well, not you... baseball, it's hunting. Because um, I, I still, I know you listened last week. Yeah. I am petrified to get into the swamp to kill an alligator. I can, I, I don't, my anxiety just fucking goes through the roof that it's going to be in the studio. I cannot get in there because they're just so quick and they attack you because I've seen people die online so fast. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't even know the strategy to begin with to catch an alligator on a video game, let alone in real life. So good luck to you, man. Because I, like, I've played those hunting simulators before. I, I couldn't even imagine trying to go after an alligator. Now, what's the game called again? It's called Hunter Call of the Wild. Hunter Call of the Wild, okay. Yeah, it's an amazing game. There's so many uh, DLC packs, and they're like seven ninety nine that you can hunt from Russia to Alaska to, you know, of course, uh, Australia, and you're in Mississippi now, you're in Colorado. There's a ton of different places, a ton of different animals that you can hunt. And then the cool thing is on the PlayStation 4, like, uh, anymore, everybody has the plus that you can play together and everything. We could hunt together and, and like just chit chat and talk. And, you know, you could be on one side of the board at the same board at the same like DLC pack hunting together as you're yeah. going after a bear and I'm going after a moose or something. Okay. Or if you would buy the Mississippi one, we could both be scared of the alligator and be together trying to, uh, kill this 1500 pound alligator that is spraying at us. Interesting. Yeah, and then I pause the game and go to a different uh, reservation. Vision. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I might have to look into that. I, there's it's one fine. game. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, the only way you can die is if really uh, a deer could run into you, but you don't lose all your health. It's the lion. It's the alligator, clearly, or right. like a, a big-ass water buffalo can gore you. But yeah. the lion and water buffalo, you can shoot in time that they get pissed off and run away. I don't know right. what the alligator is going to do. Yeah, that's true. So. Oh, man. What hey, else? I, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to continue to just piss more people off. Um, <laughs> so, NBA, I'm 16. Madden, I'm 20. The show I just bought, 20. I had 16 before and I'm actually playing as the Pittsburgh Pirates in that one. And wow. but this one's more of uh, tell me you turned the budget off because you, you, I turned the budget off. I'm just buying people at this point. I'm okay. being the Yankees with the Pirates, trying to win a ring. Um, but I haven't played in a couple months, so I need to jump back on there and tell you exactly who I have. But I literally, I think I have Ordozzi. I have a couple pitchers. I got Otani. Um, wow. Yes. So I, I bought out a bunch of people and traded a bunch of people. So, yeah, literally this that was just for fun. But um, when you did NBA, did you do and moved your team? Did you do a fantasy draft with them? Yeah, but don't, just, uh, yeah, don't, I don't know. Well, first of all, no, no, you're fine. You're I don't fine. know I any players anymore besides LeBron. No, you're good. I just wanted to ask if you did the fantasy thing. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at video game. I will say, Mark, if you want to – interesting game play assassin's creed black flag it's on sale right now i've heard that from other guys in the garbage yeah it's basically you're a pirate but you're an assassin pirate and you'll get you'll be on a ship you'll kill uh whales and all of that stuff you can hunt whales and all that 
Um, so it's a hunting game. You're an assassin. It's beautifully done. Probably one of the best games I've ever played. So that's something to look at if you're interested in it. Can you die easy? Because this is my big thing. Like, I can't play, like, Call of Duties and everything. Because every once in a while, I do like playing with other people. But yeah. then all of a sudden, like, 44-year-old balding fat garbage man has fat fingers. I can't switch to the gun I need, and I'm dead decimated 30 seconds into the game so i think one of the things with black flag is that's more single player and you play by yourself and you're just taking him on the storyline so you won't have a lot of multiplayer impact now there is a way to do that but i i never did it i just played the single player mode where you're doing basically pirate stuff you're just doing pirate pirate shit at that point i want to do pirate shit do pirate shit it's fun that, that so, might be my, uh, my, I was going to say birthday present, Christmas <laughs> present to myself. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, any other ones that you, as we get back to the crushes, that you're like, oh my God, I don't believe these idiots said that. No, it's still disappointing to hear that we were still getting those juvenile, uh, objectifying ones. Yeah. That, that kind of hurt. A little bit, but there's, there's wrestling fans there. that are true wrestling fans, and then there's just putrid, miserable people. Agreed. Um, so, uh, as Golden Pipes gain, you would say simpletons. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, outside of that, that's pretty much the. Those were the three that made me pop, and then just the disappointment on the other thing. So, yeah. All right, um, not a lot of uh, wrestling news. Let's get caught up on some of the things that you missed last week. Uh, how about the Jeff Hardy release? I, I know you wanted to talk about that, and then work got involved. Are you are you okay with it? Because over the last week, I'm I've changed my tune a little bit about what's going on. But uh, let me hear what you have to say. And then in segment two, we'll break down wrestling, and then you guys will get the real uh, crushies in segment three. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around what exactly happened. Because it seems like now there's two ends of the spectrum here that are being reported on. And I'm not very sure what's going on. And, I mean, Jeff seems happier He's got bookings out, and this is why I said I changed it. Yeah. He's got bookings out the ass already for yep. indie shows and and stuff going on, and he's dancing and he. he so, I good. I, I feel like I don't know if WWE got played, or I don't know if he just wanted out and he played them what was going on, but it seems like he found a way out of the contract and. He's onto his greener pastures. That's and essentially that's, what I thought. Like he yeah. he duped them. He literally he, duped them. Yep. Good for him. If he wasn't happy because he wasn't, he was upper mid card. I'm not even saying yeah. he was upper card. He was no. mid card, upper level. That he was just not doing things, and maybe he wanted his kind of own creative control. And who knows where he's going to go? What he's going to do? So on and so forth. He's going well, to he's going to go to AEW and be with his brother. I, I completely think. But. I was going to say I think that's exactly where he's going, but he gets to do his own thing, and more power to him. He was he obviously was trying to find a way out, and this was his way out of the contract. So, and I believe we see Willow come back. 
soon. Oh, I agreed. If Willow doesn't come back, I'll be very surprised because that was actually, I think he was doing an interview with Ryan Satin. That was the one character he wanted to bring back. He was really interested in doing in WWE again, was just going back to that Willow character. Yeah. And they wanted nothing to do with it. Exactly. Well, I mean, to that extent, I think it's almost similar to like Broken Matt Hardy. Um, I don't think they wanted anything to do with that character of Matt Hardy's, but it was so popular at the time, they had to bring it into the fold at some capacity. And so they just kind of did it to appease fans. This time they had more control over saying, we don't want it, we're not going to do it. Don't even think about trying to bring it in here. Yeah. Uh, Another one topic that I want to get your thoughts on, as we were... At least me and you and a lot of <laughs> Can't Crush Your Nation were clamoring for KO to bail in January and go to AEW and uh, bring back Mount Rushmore. But he signs a contract for essentially three years and it's in the, in the profit margins of two to three million dollars a year. Um, yeah. No disrespect. Uh, he's, I don't want to say he's young, but he's not old yet. So in two to three years, maybe he can get a run in AEW. Shit, take the money and run. But essentially, yeah. that doesn't mean he's going to be in WWE for three years. Because look at what they do. They sign people, they use them for a month, and that ah, we're done with you. Now I just sit out 90 days. Well, yeah, the important detail I think I saw actually just yesterday was his contract does not include that immunity release release immunity so they can drop him at any point in time yeah so now if they do that i will give you a bold prediction now that would be if they ever if they released him in 2022 that would be my uh mind-boggling release of the year yeah i don't i i don't know why but i i don't under i'm hoping that they do a lot of good things with him i was hoping it would start day one January 1st, but that doesn't seem to happening. I won't go into that yet, but I, I, I wish him the best. He made out, made out like a bandit and he deserves every penny of that contract. Um, little disappointed as a wrestling fan, but at the same time, we still get KO on TV every week and it's still going to be pretty good. A fantastic version of KO. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, one that came up kind of last week as well, and we usually don't chat about it, but it's a huge news story in professional wrestling. Um, this Hannibal guy that just beat the shit out of the referee. Wow. What a disgusting human being, and I'm on board with all the wrestlers across the board that he should just be blackballed. Yeah, this this individual deserves no part of professional wrestling. He doesn't deserve to be in it. What I, I don't even know what drives a person to do that to a referee, let alone another human being. So this was just sickening. Did you you didn't watch the video, did you? I did. Yeah, I did. did I you? damn way yeah. I, I am one that can I watch, you know, some of the deathmatch stuff. This almost made me throw up. Yeah, it, it was disgusting. It, I don't know what his thought process was around this. I don't know if he thought this was a professional wrestling angle. I haven't seen any of his comments around it. 
if he's made any. But this this was just absolute disgusting. Why? There was no point to stab a human being in the head and send them to the hospital. Multiple times. Not, Multiple times. Yeah, not just once. Yeah. Like, where in your thought process do you say it's okay to try to murder somebody to enhance a storyline if that's what he was trying to do? Because it almost feels like a hit at some point. I you know thought I mean? that, yeah. I, I, I wonder when, you know, in five, ten years, when we get that dark side of the ring. Because New Jack made his mark. New Jack was big prior to him, you know, throwing Vic Grimes off and trying to kill him. This right. guy, I don't know if he had two cents in stock in professional wrestling, but he's going to get a dark side of the ring now to find out what the fuck was wrong with him. Yeah. Yeah, this... Yeah, five five to ten years seems generous. Well, I know. I feel like yeah. it's going to happen sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, agreed, because what the fuck are you thinking at that point in time? I mean... Disgusting. There has to there has to be some whole story behind that. And if it was just for a wrestling angle, the man should be just locked up. If he thought legit that that if that was the only reason for him doing that, he should be locked up regardless. But he needs to be psychologically evaluated and locked away. If this was his way of saying, "Oh, I was just pushing forward a wrestling angle, pushing forward my character." Yeah, that's your defense. That's if that's where you're gonna go with it. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell. Just out go. Of here. Just go rot. Get the hell out. Yeah. Uh, anything else big that you want to talk about? Then we can take a quick break after I announce. I had a great mail day yesterday. By the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Great mail day. Big mail uh, day. Nothing else. Now I'm intrigued by your mail day. Well. You know, I I get on some of these auctions and so forth, and I, I will only buy stuff that has uh, a COA uh, or JSA, you know, certed with it for people that, um, one that I can't meet anymore because maybe they've passed on or, you know, so on and so forth, or two, somebody out of the wrestling business that may be coming back. So... Last week, I watched one of my homeboys' auctions. I, I'm very reputable, uh, and it, they're called RPM. Um, I share some of their auctions once in a while. Uh, Richie Del Greco is, is awesome. Uh, he's in the New York area. I got, for a combined total of $55, ready? Yeah. They came in yesterday. I got a China, I got Big Van Vader, and a Lacey Evans. All came in yesterday for, well, after shipping, it was, you know, $62 or whatever. I don't know what the hell that's going to go All three of those pictures bidding, it was late night, which was awesome because nobody was uh, around. And late night for me is like 9 o'clock, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, there wasn't a ton of people on this auction that night. And I got all three of those, and they came in yesterday. A Vader, wow. a China, and a Lacey Evans for 55 bucks. Wow. Yeah. That's I, fantastic. That's, I'm really jealous about the Vader one. 
Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's one of his old ones. There, he at the tail end of his career, he started signing like Vader time, but he signed this one, Big Van Vader, and I always wanted one where he had that you know space outfit. But I just those ones always go for way out of my price range. But yeah, Uh, okay. Are you talking the Mastodon Mm -hmm. outfit type thing? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Oh, yep. that would that would be fantastic, but yeah, those have costs. Yeah, thousand, a good amount of money. Yeah, so I, I'll tell you this: I've been hunting around eBay looking to buy Big Van Vader action figure that has that Mastodon. Be, be prepared on it, and it. Yeah, I know. Be uh, prepared. Of, there's a lot of yeah, they're pricey out there. Look, some are running for thirty. They're not signed though. But are you, you looking know. for a signed one? I wasn't going to, but I did look at them originally, and I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, I, so. don't, I don't know how I pulled those three that cheap. I, legitimately, it was between, well, all of them went for, like, different pricing and everything. Um, right. Essentially, with the Lacey Evans being the cheapest one. But, yeah, uh, I just thought, I, I have a feeling Lacey's going to have a big 2022, and we'll leave it at that. That can be yeah. in our bold, bold predictions. Uh, that can be in our bold predictions. I also need to remind myself, and I'm going to put it on this podcast, that I need to add her, if we choose a Rumble thing, to yeah. keep her in mind. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jenks, so let's take a quick break, because we've probably pissed everybody off by not talking wrestling and way too much video games and the dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. We don't want to piss uh, everybody off dare, with the dogs. How dare the dogs. Yeah. And we haven't messed up Brian Danielson's or, you know, anybody's name yet. Wait, you mean Daniel Bryan? Yeah, him too. Okay. All of them. The uh, Peruvian dragon. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. (laughs) All right, guys. Collar and elbow hats, hoodies, tees, all that sweet-ass stuff that they have over CollarAndElbowWrestling.com. Use the promo code CANCRUSHERS. You'll save 10%. Don't forget to head over to our website, cancrusher69.wixsite.com backslash cancrushers. Check out some of our merch that apparently everybody's on board for now for Christmas because I'm going to pull the curtain back, James. I don't understand how the hell they think they're going to get it by Christmas because there, <laughs> there was a huge order that was just, and maybe I'm going to start, they're going to start selling it in the black market. I don't know. But a huge order in the last two days that thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've been selling some stuff, but this order was massive. Hopefully a yeah. family of, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some third nation world country order. <laughs> and they're, they're, yeah, and they're, selling, they're selling them to every country out there. Thanks. And maybe they are. Maybe they are. <laughs> I, good for them. Uh, check all that out. Here comes Al Snow, and when we come back, we'll actually dive into wrestling in segment two, kind of covering hot stuff that uh, went on during the week like we did last week. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. 
passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is Robin the Ref, and I'm giving you a five count to listen to the Can Crushers podcast. And welcome back to Can Crushers. Jenks, we just heard from Robin the Ref. I think that's one of my favorite uh, teasers to come back here on Can Crusher. She's given everybody the five count to listen to uh, Can Crushers. That's pretty cool, huh? I love it. I love Robin, get into it and get people back in it. Almost like a countdown to the new, to our segment number two. I love it. Yeah. It was good. Um, so we, I had her on a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually, when, last Wednesday, whatever. Um, it, it was recorded a while ago, so I don't remember. <laughs> Nonetheless. You released it last Wednesday. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, I released it last <laughs> Wednesday. But, you know, all these spotlights are in the hopper, which are nice, because then you, you have a week to do stuff with them. But we had a huge cereal talk, and it's pretty crazy. Have you ever heard anybody of eating cereal plain all the time? Not all the time. Some of the time. I mean, I do dabble in the dry cereal once in a while, but not all the time. That was That's interesting to find out that there are people out there like that. Yeah. Yeah, and she eats it, and I brought it up, she eats it with a spoon, even dry. See, that's what gets me, is, like, I get it by the handful. Handful, for me, that's how I do it. Spoon, that's a little more sophisticated from Robin the Ruff. Right? There's times that I just grab it right out of the box and throw it into my mouth. I don't even pour it into a bowl. No, I agree. Well, that's how I usually eat, is right out of the box. I mean, I'm a freaking bear, so that's... That's understandable for me, but and those are essentially the, late nights um, after a couple uh, beverages. I need something to eat before bed. Oh, no. That's not even a late night for me. That's like a Tuesday morning at nine a.m. I'm saying <laughs> after my bear paw in there and go. <laughs> <show. laughs> All right. See, apparently, we're going to be can crushers and cereal talk uh, from for 2022 because. Spoiler, uh, it, it continues with this week's <laughs> with this week's uh, spotlight as well. Jenks, let's dive into WWE first. And we normally don't do this to dive into yeah. WWE, but let's uh, do a fast pass, essentially. And, and I'm going to start off, we can just bounce around to what you remember and everything. <clears throat> I was shocked that they pulled the trigger of Roman firing... Paul Heyman like he fired Paul Heyman on a normal SmackDown. I thought maybe it was going to be saved until day one or at least the week before day one. But they get a hug. You're fired. And yeah, they beat the shit out of him. And then Farmer Lesnar comes out, by the way. I... He should never be wearing bib overalls again. He he looks so but, much better as Lumberjack Lesnar than Farmer Lesnar. You know, I embrace the overalls. I think they were great. Are you I fucking thought, kidding me? Do you have a pair of overalls? I, no, I don't. I had to think about that for a second. But I, I thought they were great. I mean, fucking Farmer Viking Lesnar? <laughs> Why not? I love that he's just doing whatever he does. I I will say KFAB.com did a great article a fake article about him being related to Elmer 
Was an Elmer, <laughs> I didn't so. even see that one. Yeah, that was I saw that pop up. I think Thursday or Friday. So I laughed hysterically at that one. But yeah, were, were you disappointed that it just happened on a Friday night, though? No, because I wasn't expecting it. But it also, to me, I don't know if it actually if he actually got fired or this is a setup for Lesnar. I'm very confused by this. Let's they beat the way. shit out of him. Right, well, let's go down they, that route. I mean, they beat him up. They, he got they a Superman did. punch. He did yeah. get the concerto, though. Right. He got the shit kicked out of him. But, if well, first off, it felt like almost a aggressive overreaction by Roman when Heyman dropped the line, I wasn't protecting Brock from you. I was protecting you from Brock. I feel like... Roman like snapped at that point in time. Okay, it, it, it and just was like his meds kicked in or something. Well, no, not his meds. It was just he started thinking, and he's like, "How dare you think that I cannot do this myself?" Or like, it was almost taking a strike at the godlike persona that he has and he has internalized, right? That okay. chink in the armor type thing. How dare you belittle, in his mind, how dare he get belittled like that, that he could not overcome Lesnar? Does that make sense? It, to no, me, that's it makes kind it, of what it makes sense. That's it makes it perfect kind of like sense. So you're saying then this Friday and maybe next Friday before day one comes rolling about that there could be Roman feeling a little bit of, uh, um, Sadness, and maybe he reaches out to Paul to see how he is and I, try to get him back on his page. I don't know if there's going to be a reach out or sadness. I think there's going to be it's either going to go one or two ways. Roman oh, no is going to shut down. You are so <laughs> no, sorry. I know, I know, I know, but I don't think it's going to go the route you're thinking, is where I'm going with this. I think Roman's either going to start doubting himself or Roman is going to completely transpire. And I'm going to go comics here. So don't everybody hate me, but it's almost like the Superman comics where, you know, they kill Lois Lane and Superman just completely loses his mind and he's just overpowered and he's overconfident and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of pain and all that. I think for Roman here, it's, I am, he almost feels like he has to prove something and he doesn't. I'm not describing this well, but I just feel like he's going to be overpowered and overconfident and just wants to defy what Paul Heyman just said. And he's out for obliteration and it's going to cost him in the long run. I'm not saying it's going to cost him the title, but I'm saying he's trying to prove a lot more than he has to because he feels like he's been disrespected. Probably the worst of his entire reign so far. I see that. I do. I, I, I do see that. My thoughts, and just so everybody, because I know you're on my page as well, you understand, yeah. that he has this you know anguish building inside of him that he did this to Paul. They got that 40-year relationship, and yeah. he snapped, and now he's got to make amends, and he reaches out, and Paul's kind of still hesitant. But uh, th does Paul come back because he is still trying to protect Roman, and his family is telling him Roman messed up. And, you know, this is all going on behind the scenes and in Paul's head and, and so on and so forth. 
that this is what's going to happen. But then essentially, at, at some point, we're both on board that Paul is going to screw Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... Day one, this is all coming to a head. Does it cost Roman the title? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet either, because I don't think they'll put it back on face Lesnar. But it's going to come... I think it comes to a head at day one in some capacity. How? No idea. By the way, the fans love Lumberjack Lesnar. Love oh, him. Oh, yeah. I love Lumberjack Lesnar. Yeah. I... I think for some reason this feels like, well, maybe it's just the refresh of the character, but he seems like he's genuinely having fun out there now. I mean, the stuff he's done with Sammy, um, even though that was brief work with Sammy Zayn, I was looking forward to that every week. Like, there's only, what, two, three weeks that it happened. They were like drinking but that buddies. Was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so, agree. I love this. I love this side of Lesnar. I love this revamped, refreshed character from Brock Lesnar. By the way, Sammy's neck healed up real quick. Yeah, you know, he's a miracle worker. It's that Canadian blood, I think. I think that's how that works, right? I, I would I would think, because yeah. one week he's in a wheelchair, neck braced up, and barely moving, and now <laughs> he wants to fight the world. And he's gonna he has to fight the world next <laughs> Friday night, essentially. Well yeah, he's gotta <laughs> he's gotta win a twelve man gauntlet to uh get to the Intercontinental Champion, which by the way, why are Eric and Ivar in that back? Did you see that? Yeah. I, yeah. that's a different brand for a different time. But yeah, so he's gotta fight the world. Now I can't remember. Is he starting one or they didn't announce the order yet? They didn't announce the order yet, but I would have to imagine he's gonna be number one. I, I would think, have I to think, imagine. I think they're putting him at one. Yeah. It, does he go the whole way? I would hope. I I would hope. I love I like him he, as a champion. I, I've always liked Sami Zayn, even prior to this, you know, lunatic that he is. <laughs> I yeah, I loved good old Sami Zayn and NXT. I've really grown to love him as the lunatic that he is right now because. Him with his conspiracy theories are just fantastic. Um, his contract's coming up, though, right? Yeah, at some point. Why do I feel like they're going to have him go the distance and then he loses at the end? Yeah, I, yeah, probably to yeah. Rick Boogs. Yeah, probably Boogs. Just you're, see, Rick Boogs. That could be a bold prediction. He's going to be the Intercontinental Champion Ugh. in 2022. <laughs> uh, you know who I'd like to be a champion again, Jenks, as we transition away from Boogs? Um, I want Jinder to get rid of his people. I okay. think Jinder is one of the best characters out there. Love him, hate him, whatever. He he is the Iron Sheik. He hates America. That That's the whole concept of wrestling like there's nobody that's ever said man Jinder's my favorite wrestler because he's got true heat on him get rid of Shanky yeah. and Vermeer or whatever they're, I mean I understand they're separated a little bit on ones on Raw but Jinder just needs to be by himself I love this old school foreigner that hates America hates everybody he really doesn't have friends and that's what his title reign was he didn't have friends he just did dastardly, miserable stuff to keep that little title reign that he had. That's the gender that I like. And he still yeah. could sell. He can still sell. Yeah. I I like gender too. 
I feel like they've booked him down to another one, not demeaningly, but to the Intercontinental title. I'd love to see him make a run with the Intercontinental title, to be honest. Yeah. Because it gets him on screen doing what he needs to do. I I think he's with Shanky now. I, I don't know what Shanky, Shanky just, what is he there for, really? I think it's, I they think to your losses. point, he's drag, yeah, I think it just drags him down a bit. Um, and then they lost Veer somewhere on Raw. He's been gone for like eight months, and he's coming soon still. Yeah, great. But, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> you might have to wait at least 16 more months to get him. But, uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of people that I think they need to do more with. But to your point, Jinder, has, he's a former world champion. He should be doing more than just hanging around with Shanky and having Shanky take losses for him and demeaning what Jinder has done. I mean, they had a perfect story. He built himself back up to get to the title reign. I know why they gave, why it, a perceived version of why they gave him the title when they did, but um, he was still world champion. Get him more prominently on the show by himself, to your point, as that old school heel that's out there now. Yeah, that what used to be there. Match of the night for me on SmackDown go to the women Sasha and Tony Storm against Shotzi yeah. and Flair. I am so glad, and, and I don't say this about WWE often, that they gave the women their time. They gave them two commercial breaks, which essentially was like twenty three minutes after this was all set up, and it was it was a barn. Br- I didn't know where this match was going. I, I really didn't. Yeah. I thought uh, they're gonna. Barry Storm, and she's not going to get a title shot, this, that, or the other, and it's going to transition to a multi-woman match of some sort. No. No. And again, WWE burying uh, anything in history. Tony Storm was a champion in the UK. They, they're not going to yep. mention that at all. But right. um, she's a rookie, which she's, Jesus Christ, she's got like 15 years in the business. You know, she's a <laughs> well-rounded athlete. Um so let me ask you this, and it's rhetorical, so don't answer it unless okay. you want to. Is Tony Storm somebody that takes it off a of flare at some point? It is rhetorical because I don't think they'll make they'll have Tony Storm take it off of her. I mean, it just doesn't. I, I feel like they're building her up nicely, and I'm glad they're using her. But I don't think they're going to give it. I don't think they're going to have Tony defeat Charlotte. Yeah. Do I, you? No. 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 Not not at all. But and then they have that little side feud with Sasha and Shotzi, which is good because that's that's only elevating Shotzi to that next level. So Agreed. yeah, yep. But in our bold predictions uh, next week, I, I think we have a lot of um, players coming back, and some people. One lives in your house has already teased it as well. Yeah, that's true. So. Yep. Uh, SmackDown, that was pretty much it for me. Anything else that you uh, sunk your teeth into? No. New Day versus Usos for the millionth time is just a little too much right now. But uh, nothing really else stood out to me for that. So uh, Chipping over to Raw, um, I, I don't know. It, it, it was a hard sell to watch it again. I don't know if the only thing going on with Raw is that they really love uh, Riddle and uh, Randy's kind of jokes a little bit, but then they don't give them wins because I still can't get 
this Otis that's trying to be mean out of my head, because the only Otis I see is a fat piece of shit wobbling around the whole place. So I don't like Otis. You know that. If you listen to wrestling talk here on Can Crushers, I've never been an Otis fan, so I can't get this mean Otis I don't know. Me notice? Yeah, I don't I don't know. So my question is now are the Alpha Academy going to be the ones that take the titles off of uh RK Bro? You know, it wouldn't surprise me to kick start that riddle uh Orton rivalry that I think is going to happen at Mania that match. But the Alpha Academy just seems like they don't have something. It? There's something missing there. They don't have it. But I feel like they could change that with another member. It's hard to be in Alpha Academy, I guess, in my mind, if you don't have, like, multiple people there as part of your faction. Because it feels like it should be a faction of superstars that would buy into Chad Gable's um, and Chad Gable as in the person that should have been Kurt Angle's illegitimate son, but that's a different story for a different time. But um, I, I just feel like they could do more with the Alpha Academy. They just need to add people to that stable, which sounds horrible and sounds like I'm burying them even further. I love Chad Gable, and I kind of like this new Otis. But oh, my God. I'm not saying he's my favorite. Don't get too angry over there. But uh, to me, I feel like there's something more. I just feel like they're not capitalizing on what Chad Gable is or who he can be. Because I know he can be a lot more than what he is right now. I agree with that on Chad Gable. I, I yeah. just can't believe that you said you liked Otis. I, I've i never not liked Otis. I'm, it's it's the stupid character was funny to me. I it, To a point, it was just some of the antics that were pulled got me. I will admit that. I don't hate Otis at all. But I feel like there needs to be more to this group than just Otis and Chad. Do you Chad think Otis deserved to win the money in the, the the money in the bank briefcase? Absolutely not. No. Okay. No, I did not believe that was uh, was I shocked and thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yes. That and whole pay per view sucked in general, but yeah, it wasn't the it was not great. But I mean, I understood what they were trying to do with it. They were trying to make it fun and all that. But yeah, Otis was not. The best. That was a terrible choice. I think they just. I think they took the money in the bank down in prestige with that win. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, the whole story of Monday Night Raw was to figure out who was going to be essentially in the match with Biggie at day one. We already had Seth Rollins and KO in the match, and Bobby, you know, lays his, you know. I'll claim that he should be in it as well. Um, once this match was booked and it was delivered the way it was delivered before any match took place, I, I knew it was going to be a four-way match. It just happens that way. He has to take on the world, uh, essentially. And of course he's going to beat the world. But I liked the storyline to build up to it. That KO bailing. He doesn't want to get hurt before the day one match. And then he tries to, you know, screw over Rollins essentially. But it, they restart the match. I thought maybe Biggie was going to get the win. 
and then Bobby wasn't going to be in it. But that went to the wayside. Are you all right with Bob being thrown back into it? Does this change your prediction a little bit for day one? It it changes it. I I had thought all along Biggie was losing the title. Yes. Now I don't know who it's to. Because to me, it felt, it felt like a buildup to more of a Seth Rollins victory. Um, but now I'm not sure with Bobby in it, if it's going to be Bobby or Seth. Because I, I did not like the addition of Bobby Lashley into this match. Bobby's great. I love Bobby. I wanted it to be a triple threat match, and that's just me being biased with my personal fandom. Because I thought that would have been the house burner, steal the show type thing. You have Biggie's strength, Kevin Owens' recklessness, Seth Rollins being one of the best wrestlers there is right now in the game, whether people want to argue that or not. He's a top talented wrestler. Having those combinations were great. Now you have two powerhouses in it. And I think Bobby, that kind of takes away from Big E, building Big, Big E up. And there's Bailey disagreeing with me right now. <laughs> But that that's kind of my thought. I mean, I loved I like Bobby a lot, but they could have booked him at Rumble maybe to have a title match or something along those lines. Yes. Uh, and I agree. Uh no disrespect to Big E, Seth or KO, but right now I, I think your your market man, you know, your face of Raw is Bobby. So you, yeah. you, you put the title back on Bob, and then maybe you have somebody – the money's in the chase, as you hear in professional wrestling, you know? And I said it a couple weeks ago. I just don't feel this title reign for Big E is doing anything for him, essentially. Yeah, he's got the title. But he he's thrown in these matches that – how many one-on-one matches has he had in this title reign? Yeah. A, a handful. I couldn't maybe. even name – and one of them included Austin Theory, and that's no knock on Theory, but he's a younger guy and he's not fully built up yet. Right, but he is great segue. He's getting this Vince McMahon stroke because he's on camera several times yeah. a week with Vinnie Mac. Yeah. He's, Again, these are all set building up for our predictions next week, guys. Uh, that's what kind of this show is. It's a go-home show as well. Do we see Austin Theory, WWE Champion in 2022? Because Vinnie Mack oh. loves him. I don't know, do we? Uh, is it there yet? Is, uh, this, is this going to become... We'll leave the bold predictions for next week, but... Is this going to become another Drew McIntyre? That's the chosen one. Exactly what I was thinking. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. And I, I like all the references that Vinnie Mac has had over the last couple of weeks with his notepad and, and pencil and eraser that he can make you or he can erase you because that's essentially yeah. the wrestling business. He writes your name down your champion, or he could erase you from the fucking face of the earth. He's told it- he's essentially told Theory that. Yeah, uh, well, he's he's shown that time and time again with all of these releases. Is that is this a troll game by Vince McMahon? Is it not? It's giving Austin a rub, yes. But is Vince McMahon kind of trolling the internet community, saying, yes. "I have the power right here, and I'm going to show it to you every single week." Yes, 
Yeah. This is Vince. This is he found something to get himself off again, essentially, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the women, the TNA of like Trish Stratus and Lita to do that stuff, or Stacey Keebler. So now he's now he's back to this corporate Vince being like. I run this business, and I can't do a Vince worth of shit. But yeah, I, I can make or break you. And, yeah, and he's he's trolling everybody, and I yep. actually like it. I, you know what? I do too. I I whenever Vince does this, I like it, and it, that's just Vince McMahon. He has that aura that draws you to him. That yeah. aura that just like there you go, and he does it. I haven't checked out the ratings recently because essentially I don't care um, what Vinny has done for the ratings of Raw. But I have to imagine if you have not watched wrestling in a while, but you heard Vince McMahon is back, you're at least turning it on to see what the hell this old senile man is doing once or twice. So if you're pulling people that haven't watched it in a year, you're getting something. But here's a, the past couple months I've been watching Raw, not on not live, but a taped version of Raw, obviously. But that the stupid egg thing from Survivor Series, you know what I did the next night? I watched Raw live because I wanted to know what the hell was going on with this egg. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. So they basically think about that. They're talking about a dumb egg and the power of that made could have made millions of at least a million people watch raw i don't know what the numbers were either um because i don't i don't ever look at the ratings i don't really care because i'd rather watch product that makes me happy and whatever the ratings are that's for the business to decide um but to me that was uh stupid egg i watched because of vince mcmahon <laughs> you watched because of an egg in vince vince, McMahon. i watched because of an egg in vince mcmahon to see where this was going yeah that's it has the power he has. That, that's the epitome of the power he has. Yeah. We have a stupid egg, and I'm on camera. Watch me try to figure out what happened to this dumb egg. Yeah. And you watched three hours of Raw Live. Yeah, to find out what happened to the egg. Because when they revealed that Austin took it, I'm like, well, I'm invested two hours now, so I'm going to watch the last hour to see what happens. And that's what happened. And that's what happened, yeah. I, I know. I, I know. He, as much as we shit on him, he brings us back with something yeah. as stupid as an egg that yeah. will be forgotten about, if not already, definitely within three months. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, because this wasn't as legendary as the Goblin Gooker coming out of the egg. <laughs> right. That's but, the true egg. Yeah, that's the true egg. Uh, shifting gears to the women a little bit. Um, I don't know if they're still building up Bianca to get to Becky, or is Liv going to take it at day one so we can kind of transition to get Becky and Charlotte again? Like there, th- There's so much going on. That's incorporated with both of these feuds with Becky and Liv and Dewdrop and Bianca. That am I overthinking it, Jenks, or what? Because I, I have to believe we're not going to get a title versus title match again 
with Charlotte and and Becky. It, something's going to happen that one of them's going to take or retain the title. So we have to get it back on Bianca. Or is it going to be I, – I, I just – something in these two feuds go hand in hand. I just haven't pinpointed what yet. Or am I way off? I think you're on to something. I, but I feel like Charlotte will keep her title until Mania, and I think Becky tries to chase it if they're going to pull the trigger here. So I felt like before that they wanted Bianca to do it, be the one that takes it back from Becky because that would be that would be ideal storytelling to overcome the odds. You know, Becky beats you in 26 seconds. Let's rewrite the story at Mania time. But I almost feel like that should have happened by now. Right. And maybe they're saving it for Rumble. I don't know. But they're not going to have Becky lose that Rumble and then have Becky get reinserted, reinsert herself into the Rumble match to win that because they did that already. They did that in 2019 when she lost. Was it 2019? I think it was 2019. Yeah. Yeah. When she lost to Asuka, then she entered the Rumble match because Lana was down in the aisleway. She couldn't make it to the ring, so Becky inserted herself and won the match. They're not going to do that again. At least I hope they're not going to do that again because that wouldn't make any sense. It's too fresh. It's too fresh for it to happen again. I don't think Liv gets... The title win, unless, and I hate to say this, it's like by roll up or by fluke type deal. Because that's how she, Becky beat her a couple, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was. And now we're going to get the rematch again. And it seems like Becky outsmarted Lynch again, Morgan again. And it just seems like there's too much experience that's counteracting what Liv Morgan's trying to do. So unless she pulls out the stop and rolls her up and holds onto the ropes to win, I don't see Liv taking it. But I also don't see Becky carrying the title or Charlotte carrying the title until Mania. Somebody's losing the title. Right. Because I, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to face at some point. And I think it's, it's going to be Becky to go after Charlotte again. Yeah. But the way the storyline was left out with Becky getting the cheap victory, essentially by holding the ropes, it would be Charlotte that would be pissed off that want to call out Becky again. Right. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't, I personally do could not identify a person built strong enough to take the title from Charlotte before mania. And I say before mania, because there's people coming back. One that you alluded to earlier, namesake lives in my house who I think could win the Rumble and challenge Charlotte for the title. Right. But she's not going to challenge her before Mania, right? I wouldn't think. Well, they've done it before. I know. Cena and Orton. I know. who knows? I I know. I know. Yeah, I know you know. There's other players in in the mix of it, too, that two more big ones that could come back, you know, and, and make uh, a big 2022 as well. One coming back from pregnancy and one coming back yeah. from a, a shoulder. Uh, yeah. we, we've mentioned all the names we have essentially. Yeah. So you, we're, we're, we're pussyfooting around it, but we're getting there. Um, Take a drink. I did. 
Well, you said we're getting there, so I'm just telling the audience. Oh, you're telling the audience to take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, Raw, that that was it for me on Raw. Nothing. The, the rest of the stuff was filler. Yeah, I'm kind of glad Maurice uh, slapped Miz for putting her in harm's way. I I always hate it when women get put in harm's way, and then they do nothing about it afterwards. Because I feel like that, that doesn't make any sense. So her slapping Miz and kind of giving him a scolding a little bit for putting her at risk was kind of nice touch on that rivalry. But are you looking forward to Edge versus Miz? I, a- I was. And now I don't know. Like, I was, okay. the first week, I was like, holy shit, I didn't know I ever wanted this. And yeah. now, I, I yes, I still want to see it. But it seems like it it lost a little bit. I don't know if it was so hot that because they brought up that other companies are talking about us. Maybe that was the 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 little buzz that got in my head. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a great match. It's a fighter against an entertainer. So, are you? I want to see the match, but to your point, it it's not as big as I. Th- we thought it was. I think it was going to be. I don't know. I just feel like Miz is not at the level for Edge that would make it exciting for me. And that's weird because they have been literally... Miz was there when Edge was still wrestling. Yeah. And I, for almost, God, half of Edge's WWE run, if you will. Because if you go back to 2005 when he was there for Tough Enough, 2004, 2005... This has been around a long time, and it just seems like it's it's going to be good. I'm just not over the top about it. That and first week you were though, weren't you? I was, and I think it was. I think you're right. It was the buzz coming off of the other company mentioning them, and they played off of it. But was that just fluff? And there really wasn't anything else to it. Yep. I would say yes. Wholeheartedly, yeah. I would say yes. That's what we were like. Holy shit, they mentioned the other company. Yeah. And that was it. But it could be a great, it's going to, it could be and it will be a great match. I, I just think now that you step back and look at it, there's two different styles. And yeah. that's why I'm like, oh man, I don't know if it's going to be a clash of styles or not. So, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a good match, but it's not going to be the five, I won't even say five star, but it's not going to be that great show stealing match that maybe say a punk MJF would be. Right. And there's our transition because I love you bringing the transitions as we go to AEW. Um, Dynamite. Okay. Let's talk about Dynamite. And there was four matches set for winner is coming. And yeah. I loved all two hours of Dynamite. I've read mm-hmm. that people thought hour one stole the whole week, and then the second hour was kind of blah. Well, you're all stupid. <laughs> okay. I I would have I would have booked the show different though. Okay, I would have booked yeah. the show different. I wouldn't have put on Danielson, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whoever we're gonna call him. Um, I wouldn't have put this match on first, okay? You know you have four mm-hmm. matches. I would have put it 
in the half an hour mark. So give us give us Wardlow Seidel to start the match. Okay, and we'll talk about the matches real quick. Give us Wardlow Seidel to start the show. Okay, have it be a ten minute match. Do your promos. Get Danielson and Hangman then to take that carryover audience from seven thirty uh, seven thirty what the hell mark uh eight <laughs> eight thirty <laughs> to eight forty five then you know to nine forty five that time have them carry that over because the other matches no disrespect I, I like the Deeb and Cheetah match yeah and if anybody thought Dante Martin was going to be an MJF you need to watch professional wrestling um I I just think. Yes, the high from hour one was unbelievable because you were completely emotionally invested in that match. And there was no way that you could get that to be carried over for a whole nother hour. So I think you needed to put that in the middle of it. And then you still know it's a 60-minute match. You still have that buffer time if shit runs long because, you know, the Deeb and Sheeta match could have lost, and I, I hate to say that one, could have lost the two minutes or so, or even MJF could have lost, like, four minutes of the match, and it would have been fine. I just don't think that you you lead with that Danielson-Hangman match, which, by the way, is in my match of the year candidates. because Mine, mine too. It was everything... I wanted it was a slow start it was a hot middle it was a breather it was back to holy shit are we gonna get a new champion on tv what's going on we hit the 50 minute mark though jenks and i'm like i know what they're doing yeah i did know at the 50 minute mark i'm like this is going to a draw yeah and you know what what i realized after that match was first of all completely agree i mentioned it earlier was my match year candidate as well i now i've been trained to realize that when they put a title match on first on dynamite it's going to a time limit draw or at least when the champion starts it's a time limit draw because even though omega danielson didn't have a title on the line it went to a time limit draw so to me it's conditioned me to realize that those draw it's going to be a draw. I like your idea of starting it mid-show, of that 8.30 time frame. So it gives the hour. You have the buffers there. It makes sense. Dispatch at everything. But to me now, it, it's put in the thought process of this is going to be a draw. And I was very surprised that they put it first. You said 50-minute mark. I kind of was thinking around the 40-minute mark that it was happening. Because I'm like, they wouldn't go this long and have the title change hands. And then it was like, is this going to be a time limit draw? What is happening here? And it, it started putting doubt in my mind. Loved the whole match, but I had that doubt playing for like 20 minutes of, are they, aren't they? And that's probably what they wanted to do, was have that instilled and say, we're going to leave you on the edge of your seat. I'm describing what they were planning to do and what they actually did. And they did it perfection, but I really thought it was going to be time limit draw at the 40 minute mark. So we're, we were 10 minutes apart, but we both at yeah. least got yeah, to yeah. where we were getting. Yeah. 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 Um, but great match. Uh, if you haven't watched it, Brian Danielson was an asshole for the first 15 minutes. Not, <laughs> want, not wanting to tie up. I don't know where this guy has been. I, I think, 
what he's doing now is better than his ROH stuff. Clearly better than his WWE stuff. I mean, I loved yeah. I loved him in WWE as well, and I loved him in ROH. But he is just it just it, it goaded me so hard every time he would stick his head out of the ropes. I'm like, you I, motherfucker. I did the same thing. I was legit heated by the 15-minute mark because I was pissed. <laughs> Stop fucking ducking out of the rope. Yeah. What the... And it was perfect. Absolutely that, perfect. That fucking smirk. Yeah. That fucking smirk. I wanted to slap it off his face. I love everything about this Daniel Bryan because I love to fucking hate him. Yeah. I agree. Now that he has two draws in the business of AEW, yeah. um, and they're both match of the year candidates. They yeah. really are. They are. I, I hate to spoil this, but there's three wrestlers in my three match of the year candidates. That's it. And they two of them are in this match, and you've mentioned the other one, and they've all worked together. Those are my three matches. So there, there's mine. I'm not going to give you which one wins, but those are my top three. I'll ruin it right now. This one, Danielson against Omega, and then Hangman against Omega. Those are my three matches of the year. Which one wins? You'll have to wait till next week. Because they've all told stories from bell to bell. Yeah. No, that's completely... That Hangman Omega one... Not to go off on the riff here, but told stories from bell to bell and brought a full year of stories full circle. Yeah. Especially around the Young Bucks being involved in the finish in the sense of giving that nod for him to go forward with it. This is what we want in professional wrestling. We say it every week, but it's complete storytelling. It's tying off loose ends and it's bringing everything back in. What does that say? Does that put Brian Danielson in top? wrestler of the year without spoiling things does it put without a doubt agent you know what i mean it it just creates that sense of these are aew has three of the top performers give a little bit of a spoiler uh spoiler for my top wrestler in my opinion there's three of the top performers in professional wrestling in aew right now that are up for wrestler of the year contention oh yeah and, yeah. and and I I don't know if you're thinking this for for next week as well, Jenks. But Danielson was in WWE. He did have yeah. some matches there as well. So I'm going to take his whole body of the year. Yeah, he was off yeah. for a couple months, but you have to look at his whole body and, and make that pick. Um, am I ruining it and telling you he is going to be mine? No, I'm not telling you that yet. But yeah, he's sure shit up there right now. He is, and I took that his whole body of work into account. Actually, one of his matches from WWE is in my top matches. There you go. So, all right, we're giving way too much away this week. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, I do like that they brought back uh, Wardlow against Seidel for a quick. You know, hey, we just had a sixty-minute match. Now we have to get a squash match in. So they kind yeah. of reset us there. But again, that's why. Maybe now that I think about it, I would have started with Deeb and Sheeta and then go to Danielson and Hangman and then have the squash match of Wardlow and Seidel and then end with MJF and Dante Martin. Uh, that would have been my switch of how I would have ran that show. 
just to carry it uh, a better flow, I think. But Wardlow uh, tweeted earlier this week, big things in 2022 to come with Wardlow. Did you see a little bit of dissension with Wardlow and the chairman Spears at the end of the match, or was I diving too too much into it? No, there's so much dissension there. I mean, he had yelling at Wardlow to only deliver one powerbomb, and then it was, so Wardlow went on his way, did his own thing, and then the disrespect of telling him, oh, hey, you need to just go run out and get some bubbly for MJF celebration later. There's disrespect to Wardlow and dissension in the ranks between the two. Yeah. And it, it, it was a contentious relationship. It feels more contentious now than it may have when he was named the accountability buddy. Um, so there's definitely dissension in the ranks. But when does that come to a head, Mark? I don't know. Revolution. It's, yeah, it's got to. It is. Because we we have, when we've talked about the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle, um, the Inner Circle kind of still mentioned once in a while. Pinnacle, when was the last time you've heard Pinnacle even being announced on TV? Yeah, which is surprising because they have tied in uh, MJF and FTR skipping ahead a little bit, but they've tied them back together. They have Wardlow and spirits but they have not connected all of this group right we just know that they're in existence essentially it's like a name you don't speak of it is Voldemort at this point because you don't mention its name yeah you know it's there but you don't mention the name and I'm all right with that I I I, I want it I don't want to say there's too many factions but this one I think for the players involved the and I'm not not King uh, Spears or Wardlow, but the top tier three members of the pinnacle that if it still exists of MJF and FTR need to break away. They they need to do their own things. And if FTR and uh, MJF are going to be buddies, they can be buddies, but they don't have to be completely wearing, you know, the same outfits and associated completely together. Right. I, that's where I am. Well, I think you're seeing that now, and that's a good point. I I do like this approach to the group. It's not, it's not friends. It's not a group of individuals that would live and die for each other. It's a group of individuals that are there there for money and business, yep. and that's it. They will align when they need to and separate when they don't need to. When they don't need to be a part of each other's business, I I kind of like that faction. Because uh, way too often, and actually it's very lean heavy right now, when you're in a faction, you're with your friends, you're in everything, you're doing everything together. This group, no. When I need to pay you, I'll pay you to come help me out. But that's about it. We're in business together and that's it. That's it. That's the bottom line. Let's stay with MJF and then we can uh, touch on the Deeb and Sheeta match real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that uh, this is MJF's championship, this diamond ring, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, this is his championship, and he has it now three years in a row. When does he get the stroke? Does it come in 2022 that he gets the big prize? I think I think it's going to be early 2022 at this point. Do you think it Unless, has to be? I think 
it either has to be or it is because yeah let's say it has to be it has to be because you put this diamond ring on him you're building him up to prove punk wrong if they're extending this punk mjf to revolution i would be surprised i feel like it's going to happen before that because they need whoever wins that match punk's already alluded to it a little bit in his promos whoever wins that match will be the challenger for hangman adam page i think at revolution so they need to have that match free on dynamite for that to happen yeah i i agree i i there's nothing more i could say about that um i did like the ryback call out that was that made me scream like a 15 year old yep. girl at a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I went apeshit that the family's like, What's wrong? I'm like, Nothing. It's a wrestling pop. Yeah. Um, that, that was a good call out. And then immediately after that, this was kind of related. Ryback just showed up and tried to prove Punk wrong again about being in, injuring him. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm like, Come on, man. Any, he's just using any mention of his name to get. Kind of that stroke type thing. But anyways, go on. I'll tell you that I don't want the six-man match that's going to happen Wednesday night. Really? I I don't. Why? I I don't. Sting and and Darby are forced into this of some sort to me. If Punk could have grabbed, I I don't know, anybody. I I don't want to say 2.0, the little nasty boys or anything. Just, like, Sting and Darby don't go with CM Punk. That's why. I understand MJF and FTR, their business partners, as we said. Can't Punk find somebody backstage? Like, I, I think Sting and Darby are forced into this match. And it, it's just not... There's... I'm watching it. And I, I just don't... I don't have the excitement for it because Sting and Darby are in it. That's fair. I guess I just don't know who else they could have put in. First, outside of Sting and Darby, because Darby has issues with MJF. He has the respect of Punk. The tie-ins are there to make it work. I just don't know who you would replace Sting and Darby with. I don't either. To help Punk. I, I don't either. I don't... I don't. That, that, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, is who would be the best case scenario outside of them? It, it, it just makes sense logically for that. So... Yeah. Um, other than that, like I said, uh, Diba, 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 how about Diba. that? Deeb and Sheeta, another great match. I, I'm starting to like these two just having knockdown drag outs. I, I really am. Um, Sheeta getting the win though. What's that go? What's this going to do for Deeb? And is this over? This is not over. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I think we mentioned it. Did we mention this? Because I've been thinking for a long time, this is going to lead to a lights out match. It's got it to. It point, it point that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to be, I don't, I feel like there's going to be some submission element to it at that point in time, but this is, this is screaming a lights out match whenever that is. Uh, and I'll be all there for it. Cause I think these two women can definitely tear the house down. Will it be like Brit and Thunder? No, because I think this is going to be a more technician heavy type of, uh, if you can, with a lights out match, technician heavy. But I think you're going to see a very submission based match when that occurs. 
Yeah, and these two have been carrying the the women's kind of roster for AEW right now. Britt kind of just like floating around. She's going to have another match with Riho here soon. And then a lot of them still, I don't want to say stuck in this TBS tournament, which, oh my God, I didn't know they're just taking month long breaks in between um yes. <laughs> in between rounds like holy schmoly's about this but i i know they have to because they want to they want to give it away or you know crown the champion when they're on TBS it it only makes yeah. sense but start the damn tournament later then because the, right. these week breaks two week breaks in between it i essentially forget once in a while that we're still having this tournament jenks no, I agree. Yeah, I, honestly, until they mentioned it this week, I totally forgot. Um, but I, well, we kind of thought this would have to happen because I think I mentioned a couple months back. Why didn't they? We mentioned why didn't they push this off so it lined up perfectly with the TBS debut? I think we're seeing that they're trying to make that up now. I don't know if that was the plan all along, and that's just the way they wanted to do it. But end one tournament, start another. Yeah, it just goes back to that that sentiment. Um, but I mean, that's that's on them, and that's the way they booked it. But yeah, I agree. This this should have started later so that we could keep the momentum hot and running. Because I, I think it takes away from the tournament when you don't have it as close together. Yeah. Uh, that that's also been my complaint with like a lot of the King of the with the King of the Ring type tournaments. And now they, they recently did it week by week, which is fine. But I used to like watching King of the Ring where it was all eight competitors. You had to win the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals in one shot. That, that was my when, favorite when, iteration of it. When a pay-per-view is a tournament style, yeah, it it sells. It sells a lot. And, I mean, that's why, you know, I love uh, – it was WrestleMania four, the yes. tournament for the title – Love that pay-per-view. Uh, Deadly Game, some Survivor Series 97. That was a tournament for the title. That was fantastic. I mean, there's a lot of filler matches in there, but it was a great tournament. Um, so I love those tournament-style pay-per-views, and I just wish they would have like condensed this a little bit more and maybe have the semis in the finals on one show on the TBS thing. I think, I think it would have brought people to it. Yeah, because you at least have to win two matches in one night. Exactly. To actually fight for this championship. Yep. Uh, anything else on Dynamite you want to bring up? Essentially, we covered uh, a lot. I'm not going to get too much into it. Punk's slight jab at Texas was a good one with his T-shirt. If you haven't seen it, yeah. I go back. It gets into the political scheme of things, so I won't go there. But I thought that was a nice little touch by Punk. Uh, but yeah, that was it for Dynamite. A- MJF shit all over Texas as well. Uh, he did too. Over. He did. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Uh, Rampage was a lot of uh, filler for me. Essentially filler across the board. I like that they made the own heart announcement that it's in May yep. and it's going to be the women and they're going to talk more about it next week. I'm excited about that. Martha's going to be there to hand yep. out the winner. Yeah. Cool. Um, your homeboy Huskus the pig was back. <laughs> And I didn't know yeah. where the hell this was going. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is this setting up? Well, Jenks, I'm going to tell you what it's setting up. It's going to set up. And this is going to be a shock. A lot of people may not have watched from two years ago my match of the year of um, 
Cody Rhodes and Dustin, that whole when Cody mm. was NWA champion. Yep. I think we're going to get in 2022, bold prediction, I will give you one, we're getting Cody against Dustin again. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Dustin is going to get sick of Cody's bullshit that he's been pulling the last couple months. Cody's going to going to get that whole heel turn and we're going to get a bloodbath between these two again, I think before both of them say we're going to completely part-time. Dustin yeah. is completely part-time and Cody's right. three-fourths time, but I think they go even less time and let some of the other kids on this shine. I think we get that match again in 2022. Okay. All right. I I would like to see that. I think at some point, I think I identified the candidate to take the TNT title off of Sammy. Oh, yeah? But that'll be a bold prediction for the Crushies. Okay. okay. So, but yeah, I let's just say it's been, I think it's building up right now. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, best friends in against a super click, essentially. Jenks, one spot in this match, I thought the best friends left Trent. I thought uh, that they yeah. jumped off until I saw or heard Tony say that the, the Jackson pulled him. I thought they I, legitimately jumped off. I'm like, holy shit, Trent just came back. Now they're bailing on him. Yeah. Well, they disappeared for like part of the match. I'm like, what is going on here? I mean, Orange Cassidy, not Trent. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But they, I knew who you meant. Yeah, they essentially bailed. And I'm like, where is this team? Where is everybody? Um, then they finally came back around. I think you're right. I think there. Do you think there's a heel turn coming for best friends, or do you think it's? How do you think this is playing out? I I almost think yes. Best friends are gonna are gonna be the heels. I don't yeah. think that Cassidy. If the, he's going to be the one they target, because they have uh, Rocky Romero and Wheeler Yuta kind of in that you know mix as well, I think Cassidy is the one on the outs. You can't. He's the kid's favorite. You know, he's the cool guy. He's the you know he's he's going to be the one that takes a beating and everybody gets behind it no matter what. So mm-hmm. yeah, if there's a heel turn, it's going to be Trent and the other guy. <laughs> Chuck Taylor. Yeah, Chuck. Uh, That's how a, important he is. Yeah, right. <laughs> what I I agree with that. I think so. There was an interesting tweet. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this the other day, but actually, it was yesterday. Trent sent out a tweet. They did the whole hug spot on Wednesday. Um, was it Wednesday? Well, whenever it was, Friday. where he stood in the middle. <laughs> Friday, yeah, where Trent stood in the middle, and they said. Hey, he goes, the only way I agreed to do this was if I was in the center. And I felt like there was a little bit of an ego there. And now I feel like it could be a Trent Orange Cassidy situation that's going on where they're both Orange Cassidy. He might not be trying to be the center of the best friends, but he's the head. He's the lead member. That's the person everybody gravitates to in the best friends. He's the bestest friend. He's the bestest friend. Trent, though, could be feeling slighted. He's back. Orange Cassidy's taking the spotlight from him coming back from this surgery. He wants the stroke. He wants the group. He wants the love. 
I think that's where you start seeing that dissension in the rank. And I could be just going off the deep end now, but that's no. kind of where I see the rift happening. There. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, switching gears to the other side of the ring, Bobby Fish is just there to take losses. Poor fucking that, Bobby. Yeah. He literally yeah. is. I feel bad. I do too. Uh, although during their promo, I felt like, so I think there's, was it Wednesday? I think they cut the promo for this match. Um, there was a slight hint about something coming. Yeah. I think if I'm remembering correctly, yeah. is that alluding to Mr. Kyle O'Reilly? It is. And would that be the flip of Bobby Fish is just kind of biding his time until Mr. O'Reilly shows up and they reunite as a tag team? I would think so. Yeah, I, I would think so. And then Roddy Strong, poor guy, still just uh, hanging out, hoping, uh, hoping and praying. Well, and that's it. And he he signed that new contract. He's now there. His wife's now in AEW. Uh, Marina made the switch, at least the jump part time. Um, she had a match, I think, on Dark yeah. Elevation at one point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now Roddy's buying his time. He's Got a while unless he gets uh, released here in the next year or so. Jeff but, Hardy syndrome. Yeah, Jeff Hardy syndrome right now. But and things happen. Things happen. And then the main event, 10-man match. Jenks, I was lost in this. I, I, I couldn't get invested. And then essentially all this match did was set up. And God damn it, because I'm mad, because it's still not going to happen with my prediction from six months ago. <laughs> Lucha Brothers are going to face Jurassic Express for the Tag Team Championships. And this isn't a bold prediction. This is just, it's on, it, it needs to happen, I think, to keep any momentum on Jurassic Express. Because what else are we doing with them? I think they, yeah. I think they need the titles. A little bit yeah. to keep them going. Yeah, I was so confused by the end of this match of what the hell was going on. <laughs> Good. Um, Good. Because, at, well, then there was, this is where I got confused. And this is why I kind of confused the two matches together. But this one, first of all, let's not do 10 and 8-man tags on the same show unless it's Survivor Series. It's an elimination match. <laughs> right. Second, this one, okay, Eddie Kingston's getting his ass beat, and you have four guys out there, first of all, that we know used to be in a faction together, used to work together, and Jurassic Express makes the save. Now, how the fuck does that happen? <laughs> Thank you. How is that a fucking thing? My, me, personally, I feel like this almost set up a fatal four-way tag match. At some point, oh, I don't know where two I, I hate those at. more than anything else. Yeah, I get that. I, I just, that's the only thing that made sense here. And I think it's like Santana Ortiz, Lucha Brothers, Acclaimed, and Jurassic Express. Yeah. I just, I, it just, the, the ending did not make sense to me. I'm like, you have four guys that have history. They should have saved Eddie Kingston by now. You know, whatever happened in Impact with LAX and whatnot is a different story. But why is Jurassic Express in this? And what the hell is Christian doing? Nothing. It's, what? Nothing. Come on. Yeah. Give give him something. Give Christian something to do. He proved he can wrestle. He would. He's gone the limit with Kenny Omega. 
I mean, he he's still a good wrestler. Let's put him in a good storyline. Let's do something with him. But he's been put on the back burner, and I'm not saying he's like dragged down by Jurassic Express because that's not the case. But let's give him something to do other than being the third wheel to Jurassic Express, which is Marco Stunt's spot, and I don't know where he's at. But I don't know. That that was my whole issue with that ten man tag. Yeah, I I just I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. I just did I I I don't know. It it, it lost me as we said. It literally lost yeah. me fast. Yeah. Um, and I'm waving a flag of my Puerto Rican brother Santana Ortiz. They're essentially just there. Why can't what Why can't they? get any momentum going when I thought they were going to be the ones to get going. Can the inner circle not have more than one title at a time? If they're still the inner circle, I, this match just, it just, uh, congregated way too much stuff in my head to think, Holy shit. I know what's going on. Cause I don't. I, yeah, I just, I want more for Santana Ortiz and this whole tag team division. Let's be honest. There's a lot of great teams in there right now. That just aren't getting used. Well, because we're showcasing them. We're showcasing them in twenty fucking man sh- I, shit yeah. shows like this. And maybe you know what? Here's here's what I'll say as well. Maybe we need to start watching Elevation and Dark because I I know Santana and Ortiz get they're running the muck over there. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's where they're showcasing it, and that's fine. But let's highlight this. Make something. Make a show a tag team show. Let's play the game here. I know WWE didn't do it well with 205 Live, but you have the talent there. Make one show tag team centric. I'm not saying Rampage or Dynamite. I'm saying, you know, just have Elevation be, hey, this is tag team specific. We have a tag team night or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just something to kind of throw teams out there and let them get the exposure and draw people to the network. I would watch, if I knew Santana Ortiz, Lucha Bros., we're all on the card for that night. I would watch more often, and maybe I'm just not paying attention to what they post for dark and elevation. But you know, it's just trying to get the rub, and let's not make it matches that are against local talent. I like that they're showcasing them, but let's have some bigger matches to draw people to your YouTube shows. Agreed. In my opinion, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, that's it. That's it. I have nothing else. Do you? <laughs> No, uh, Tay and Ford had a oh. decent submission match, but I, the bunny, why, why are we doing this? I know. I, 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 I the bunny just, I glazed, me. I glazed over that. I, yeah. I, I know it's been coming and this and that, and I don't know. That, that was one of those, you know, sometimes, uh, no knock on Ty. She was just number one contender. She lost the Brit. I understand. And now she's that far in the back of the barrel. Uh, no knock on Penelope Ford. She has grown leaps and bounds since I've seen her years ago in IWC. But holy schmoly, she's not she's not there yet. And this is this is I said it was filler, and that's the best yeah. thing. It was just a, a filler. Why not have a fucking TBS tournament match? Yeah, on there that we want to see. Yeah, either one of them. But I digress. Jenks, it's break time. When we come back, if you have not heard, 
we are going to announce again, so you mutants out there... No, I love you all. I'm kidding. <laughs> can get your crushy nominations or your the way that you're going to award your awards for the year, and then we'll either agree with you or make fun of you next week on the show. Again, I'll give you all the numbers, but we're going to take a break. Jenks will come back, bring it, and then we'll give you every, 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 every category that we're going to talk about. You good, Jenks? I'm good. Let's do it. Hey, y'all, this is Sam Houston. I got to tell you, if you want to know the latest in wrestling and what's going on, Tune in to Can Crushers every time it comes on. I know I will. Later, y'all. Welcome back to the Can Crushers podcast, baby. That was so Mark, much better than last week's third segment. You know, Mark, you, I gave you a C for effort last week. A C? Uh, That's, you, uh, thank you, were, you. At least it was you passing. Were, you were under the weather, so I gave you some credit for that. Um, you guys, you can do this. I believe in you. Maybe next time. Next maybe, time I'm off. Maybe. Well, how about next week you bring back segment two in the Crushies, and I'll try bringing back segment three. Or wait, it's All the right. Crushy Awards. There's only one segment. It's segment. the whole show. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. You set me up, so I wouldn't bring it back at all. I get it. Well, no, no. It, uh, the next time... Uh, January second, when we right. when we do uh, our weekly recap, uh, I'll we'll switch that around because next week is okay. just the crushies. I don't know if they have understood this that next week is just the crushies. It's just the crushies. It's just the crushies next week. Oh my god! And we have fifteen Jenks, fifteen categories that we are going to announce our winners. And we do it way different than everybody else across the world because we usually let people vote on it or other places let people vote on it. We say, fuck you. Here's our winners. (laughs) You don't like them too bad, is what we say. So I'm sure we will have different ones for me, for you, and hopefully some of the Can Crusher Nation can call in. If you don't want to do all 15, at least give us some. 814-299-6688. 814-299-6687. Get your voice heard next week on the Crushy Show so we can hear or make fun of your picks. Jenks, are you excited to be on the Crushies next week? Oh, I'm ecstatic. I want to crush the Crushies next week. So... All right, let's run down these categories. A lot of them are very basic. Uh, You understand it's what PWI does. It's what Busted Open does. It's what all these other podcasts do. It's called Wrestler of the Year. Simple. Yeah, right. very simple, very straightforward. And then you have Female Wrestler of the Year. Huh. Imagine that. Yeah. Tag Team of the Year, Match of the Year. Let's just run through these, and then uh, we'll dive on some of them just to give some of our thoughts. Pay-Per-View of the Year. We've never done this one. Most overrated, most underrated. So we're excited about that new twist. Jenks brought this one in. Useless Storyline of the Year. I love this. Love it. Jenks, what made you think of this one? Well, full disclosure, uh, recent one that we've been hinting at with Vince McMahon has brought it up, but in deeper thought process, there's a lot more useless storylines that I, we could name. Oh yeah. So (laughs) the egg inspired it, but there's a lot this year that we could definitely name and go into. So 
yeah, that's that was the inspiration. What the egg was the inspiration, so it was good for something. But yeah, there's been a lot more than I actually remembered. Yeah, I have to do a lot of deep diving this week on some of these. Um, Mind-boggling release of the year. We have, what, 130 people to pick from, essentially? Yeah, yeah. So, maybe not 130 of them make the list, but there's there's legit 15 that could just go, what the fuck? And uh, let's face facts, this is a uh, WWE-related category. Yep. Um, feel good moment of the year. Okay. Oh my god, moment of the year. Mm -hmm. Best entrance. I always like that. I love that one. Best attire. That's just because I'm a nerd. (laughs) I like that one a lot. There's I named three right off the bat. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one was. I don't know why we haven't done this one in in our years of existence, Jenks. And this one was from a fan from Can't Crush Your Nation. I still have his name written down. It's Mel. He's like, why don't you guys give away your best Can't Crush Your interview of the year? Holy shit. It it took Mel to uh, bring light to this one. Because, Jenks, each week, and I'm not being a dick, I have 52 interviews a year. Yeah, We need to spotlight those. Huh? Get the yeah. pun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've had a lot of good ones, guys. Um, so that one you guys might have to do a little bit of work. Get on, you know, our website or the dog just ripped the garland off of the goddamn wall. <laughs> Is that what I thought I heard? That oh, was God. Max. He just ripped the garland off the wall. Awesome. Well, I you know, know what I'm doing. Uh, he was, yeah. He's a really? child. My, my dog's passed out on the couch because he just didn't drink a fifth of vodka. Well, so. Mickey, Mickey's been sleeping the whole two hours. He really has. And, and Max has been, he's been chill, but apparently, I don't know, his steroids kicked in or something. It just attacked the garland. <laughs> this is the first time he's attacked the garland. It's been out for weeks now. Well, he didn't like that garland. Oh. Apparently, it's been building up for a while. He just said, enough of this piece of shit. I'm tearing it down. I'm done. <laughs> to get back, uh, this is the one that you guys have to do a little bit of your homework. You know, either get on yeah. the Spotify, you get pictures there, or head over our website and look at all these spotlights that we have done all year. I would like to know which one that you guys have listened to and thought, man, that was a great interview. Um, this one's going to be really tough for me. It really is, because I get stoked. <laughs> Apparently, it should be Bailey. Bailey agrees. Bailey agrees. <laughs> so... Maybe she needs interviewed in 2022. Uh, apparently her uh, vodka wore off now. So, go ahead. Um, but essentially, this one's going to be tough for me because I love these interviews. I, I love sitting down with wrestlers and hearing their favorite serials or, you know, what, what they do, how they came up with their gimmicks or training. It, that one's like my personal safe haven, the spotlight. So, yeah. Yeah, I had an interesting thought on that. This is going to be, this is almost like picking your favorite child. I know you technically only have one, but this is like picking your favorite child because this is something you work hard on. You do every week. Was it, did you, without getting spoilers, did you find it easier or harder to pick one? Oh, you're leaning towards harder, both. Okay. It's unbelievably harder. And, And I know earlier in the year, I had other people joining me doing them, but when I do, 
and I'm going to ruin it right now. I don't know if it's going to be a legend that is going to mm. be one of my favorites because we've had, you know, um, Shane Taylor, we've had Ricky Morton, we had Nikita Koloff, we had people like that, Sam Houston that just brought us back all this year. I don't know if it's going to be one of those because, see, I, yeah. I, I, I think. She's outraged. <laughs> that it's not a legend? Uh, apparently. Uh I like getting to know the youngsters uh, and because we the legends like getting their business across and telling the stories that they want where the indie stars or the youngsters in the business a shit show can happen and that's what's going to make a great interview for me. Yeah. Well, no, I agree with that. Can I say I'll say right now without going down into mine there's not a legend on that list of my top interviews you've done. So I think that's an interesting play on it as well. Oh, so you're saying you don't have Morton, Koloff, or Shane Taylor or anybody like that on your list? I am saying that right now, yes. Wow. So just a little preview, but yeah, I don't have them on it. Did I enjoy them? Absolutely, but they weren't on my list. That's awesome. See, and that I guess that's my point then, I, because... No disrespect. When we get legends on, you might have heard some of the stories that they talk about, or you know, it's kind of reminiscing about some stuff. You know a lot about legends. Everybody knows yeah. a lot about legends. It's the youngsters. Yeah. Yeah, and to me, I like the the younger story, like getting just started, getting into the business. I, I like that little bit of a unknown underdog type story where it's just you know they're just fresh into the business they have a different set of eyes and ears to it where the legends it's been basically molded and shaped by the business so i like that fresh perspective of the youngsters coming in three years ago i would have flipped that and said i want to hear all the legend stories i want to hear everything you got on them but now I'm, i'm liking the youngsters and where they're coming from or people i haven't heard about and hearing their stories um maybe that's a maturity as a fan of hey i've already heard these stories let's listen to these younger talent to get their perspective i don't know but you know i think to your point it it, it's kind of nice and refreshing to hear those stories more than the legend ones and and no knock uh you could also be voting for vincent barry who comes on uh, right before christmas every year to promote his new book which shout out um i'll tell you it's wrestleville the pro wrestling vault volume one um like 35 great stories go to lance by chance to get that book if you want to it's a good book uh yeah but that could be your favorite interview too yeah it could be It, it could be it might not be. And then, of course, and then, of course, we have to end the show next week. We will do bold predictions. And, Jenks, this is where I want to stop, put a break on. How many bold predictions are we, me and you, going to bring to the table? And how many should, like, the caller-inners um, bring? Clearly, we should have more than them. Maybe they should do two, three, and then we should come up with five. Yeah, I was going to say, I think three for the callers and five for the, for us would make sense. Okay. I think that would be good. I am at four right now. <laughs> you are at 20. No. I'm at, I'm only at four, surprisingly. Okay. Okay. One of which I just added during this whole talk, this whole conversation. So, oh, look, doing double the work. I'm, I'm multitasking over here. 
So last year, real quick, and then we'll really wrap this up. Make sure you get your phone calls in, 814-299-6687. I want to hear you guys' uh, list of crushies and bold predictions for next year. Jenks, I went on a couple other shows, and last year to start the year, well, this year to start the year, one of mine um, that desperately failed. I, I predicted that Tessa Blanchard would be back in a bigger business essentially AEW, and she was going to be the one to take the title from Britt and have a great feud. Um, Tessa still kind of not in the business in WOW, though, that still has not come back, essentially. But uh, that was the one that hurt me the most because I thought after the whole speak out and everything, I thought maybe that little bit of a time away from the business, because you know, everything can be cleared up in six months in wrestling. Essentially, I thought Tessa would be back and making a huge name in the business and Tessa's still nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that is by her own decision. It feels like at this point it's at her own uh, decision. I think they're now that with the announcement of, WOW, I, I feel like this is by her own hand that she's just not going to make herself known until they're back. Yeah. Now, I can't remember if she signed an exclusive exclusive deal with them, but I think it was by her own decision that even before that, it was it was going to be the right opportunity, and that's when she was going to come back. It wasn't just going to be a one off or anything along that nature. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to get a one-off in like Impact or NWA or anything yeah. like that. I thought it was going to be wherever she signed, she's going to um, – and I don't think it's going to ever be Impact again. No disrespect, no. but the, the the bridge is not even burnt. It's decimated there. Yeah. So, yeah. But never say never because, hey, Hulk Hogan still lingers around once in a while. That's fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's very true. So I'll give you your time. What, what are you excited about this week uh, coming up as we do the Crushy Awards? Because, guys, again, we're going to wish you a Merry Christmas now because yeah. everything's recorded ahead of time. Merry Christmas and happy Festivus. Mark, I do want to call two people out, though, for the Crushies. Oh, uh, yes. 40-year dash. I know you need to be calling in with your uh, Crushy Awards, and I want to hear you guys' sultry voices on the podcast next week. One of them has already texted me his, but I want to actually hear his voice on the podcast. So I'm calling call you out. In. We yeah. will not mention his if he doesn't call him in. Oh, look at that. There it is. Cody. We I, will not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can take five minutes out of your day. Your busy, busy, busy day that you yeah. have with work and your life. Oh, yeah. Um, and call us. And call us. I don't care if it's at 5 o'clock in the morning. You call us. Yeah. It's a voicemail. You don't have to talk to us. It's 814-299-6687. It's not even a long-distance fucking phone call for you. <laughs> Use your cell listen, phone on I, nights and weekends if you have to. Listen, I get I get that it's a struggle talking to me in person. So don't worry. You don't have to talk to me. Just call us in. It's okay. As well, I have two people to call out as well. The English professor, as much as you stepped away from wrestling for a little bit, you need to call in and then soup from one of the very first ones, my cousin. You guys have time in the day. 
uh, if we're going to call out other Can Crusher fans, Mel, I don't know who you are. You brought in this one as your favorite, you know, interview. I want to know what your favorite interview is. And, and others, Stephen Clearfield, Dixon. There's so many that I know personally. And then other ones that just comment on the old Facebook page. Call in. We want to hear these. If you just want to be quick and you want to be anonymous or give your own fake name or whatever, cool. I would also like to call out some of the independent wrestlers that I have had Mm. on the show. Call in. Let me know. Give give us your own spices. Tell us what's going on. I want to know. Have it be Crash Jackson. Have it be Becky the Ref. Have it be uh, anybody, Robin the ref as well that was just on recently. We have a ton of people that were on. Let's hear your awards for the year. And vote for yourselves for the interviews. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Come do on. It. Come on. That's what we need. So I'm excited to do this later on this week, which will be next week for you guys. Um, And Jenks, I will tell you, since we're going to do it later in the evening, bubbly will be flowing for the crushies on my end. I would hope so, because it's definitely going to be flowing on my end. Yeah. Yeah. So Merry Christmas and Happy Festivus to all. Yes. Uh, And essentially, Happy New Year as well, because we will will be recorded by then in... uh, Essentially take a little bit of a break as we have the interviews in the hopper for this week and next week as well. Uh, it's nice. Um, and I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to lie. You're going right to lie? Well, no. this is just – you're not supposed to tell people when you lie there, Mark. I'm not going to lie. Uh, okay. The whole social media will be taking a little bit of a break as well. There might be a post a day that I can schedule uh, well ahead of time. But I, I'm going to take – some much needed time from social media as well as we spend time with family, friends, loved ones, because it's been another draining year in life. Um, so you just have to step back and tell the ones you love, you love them because you just never know. And Jenks, I want to tell you real quick as we end this, that's how I've been ending all my basketball broadcasts. Tell the ones you love, you love them because you just don't know. I completely agree with that sentiment. Spend time with your families. Love them. Like Mark said, tell them that you love them. This time of year, even though, you know, as much commercialized as it's become, it essentially boils down to being with your family and spending times because they can be the well-needed escape that you need and the help that you can need uh, mental health wise or anything along that nature. And remember, sometimes family's not blood. It's just people that love you and want to be around you. So don't forget that as well. Yeah. uh, Essentially. I agree. I hate everybody I work with, but they're my family. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, uh, from me, a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. This is the last time that we're essentially recording before the holidays. I love you all. Can't crush your nation. Keep pumping away as we will return with the crushies next week, which are pre-recorded. We love you. Jenks, I love you. Thanks for joining this train wreck dumpster fire of a show as uh, I can't wait until every Sunday morning when we record this because 
we don't even throw anything on the wall anymore. It just comes naturally to us. It does. I love I love you, Mark, and thanks for inviting me to this train wreck. I love every minute of it that I'm on it. So love you guys. Be safe. Take care. Happy Christmas. Remember, just because we're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's garbage can, not garbage cannot. <laughs>